0: Support for The Haunted Ride comes from Manscaped, who is the best of men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. It's time to gear up and get yourself the gift of shaving this holiday season. I'm talking about the Manscaped Perfect Package 2.0. This package contains the Lawn Mower 2.0, a waterproof electric trimmer with skin-safe technology to prevent nicks and painful snags, the crawl Preserver, an anti-shaving ball deodorant and moisturizer, a pair of Manscaped boxer roofs to keep yourself feeling fresh and more. The Manscaped Perfect Package 2.0 is a perfect gift this holiday season. It's literally everything you need to keep trimmed, cut-free, and smelling nice down there. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code BIGHEADS at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code BIGHEADS. Clean up your nuts and make Santa Proud this year. Hello, everybody. This is our second bonus episode, technically, while I'm on break, and I will be back next week. What I wanted to talk to you guys about today is actually a topic that I have never talked about on the podcast before ever. What we're actually going to talk about today is vampires. Of course, you have your physical, I drink your blood, vampire. There are people who drink blood. There are people who file their teeth. There are people who take on the more Hollywood sort of description of a vampire. Whether there are real vampires in the world or if they're immortal, I tend to be someone who believes in everything. I think we've kind of established that in this podcast because I think everything is possible. So yeah, I think that there might be some immortal creature walking around. I mean, we, there are people who live their entire life studying cryptids. I mean, who's to say that it's not the same cryptid? If that's a possibility and this animal or whatever it is that you want to call it can live hundreds of years, who's to say there's not some random cryptid who can live just as long as these animals, but seems to be more human and lives off of blood? We don't know. We just don't know. Then you have energy vampires. Energy vampires are more so someone who sucks the energy out of you. They drain you. They're normally taking something away from you. They may not mean to do it on purpose. Actually, a lot of times when this is being done and somebody doesn't know what's happening, This is when you'll hear the phrase, man, you know, when you're around this person or you listen to them, it just feels like they're draining the life out of you. That's probably an energy vampire. A spiritual vampire is very similar to the other two where they take something from you. We have discussed that I truly believe there are different levels of shadow people. I don't just think there are shadow men. I've had shadow women and shadow children. I do feel like some of them are more perhaps just an entity or an apparition, someone or something who is curious versus something that's maybe a little bit more evil or demonic or something like that. And they kind of fall in the middle of those two things. So I'm going to share my experience with an energy vampire and a spiritual vampire. And when I'm talking about the spiritual vampire, I'll kind of give you a little bit more about how I felt about it, what it really looked like, and all of that information. I have dealt with energy vampires before. I actually did not even know what that term was until I got this book. And it was a book on vampires. And it was vampires that are or people who were suspected to be vampires throughout the ages. This guy also went around and interviewed people who said they were vampires, people who said they were centuries of years old. And he took it from a point of case where this is how this person lives. This is what this person believes. And that's, that's how he felt about it. He also then defined an energy vampire. And he talked about this, I I wish I could find the book. I'm sure if I saw the cover, I could. Actually, before I post this, I'm going to try and see if I can find that book. So he talked about this woman who was in a hospital, and she was very, very sick. And when people would walk by her room or go into her room, and they would leave. They would feel ill. This one person, I guess, described what they felt that they saw when they looked at this woman. And they said it was almost like these, these black tentacles that would come out to you and drain the life out of you. And you would leave there feeling so tired, while this woman felt better. She just felt better. And that is an energy vampire. And he goes furthermore into a more purposeful. Versus an accidental draining. So my particular experience with an energy vampire was at the job that I used to work at before and or, well, when I first started this podcast uh, last year. So I would see these emails come in from this person. I had never met the person before. And I just didn't like whoever it was that was writing the email. It just felt strange. I just had a I just had a, a weird feeling around them. And I had never met them. But everybody, everybody loved this guy. I mean, everybody would talk about how great he was, how wonderful he was, how much he had done for the company. They would talk about how they wanted to be with him, how they literally if he was to come by and be like, would you marry me tomorrow? They would leave their husbands to be with them. And these are people who had been married for 30, 40 years. And you could say it was joking, but they weren't joking. And this was also a place that was very negative. And so to hear everyone be so positive, particularly about one person, and so, like, sexually charged to this person was very strange. Very strange. But okay, I never met the guy, and I was like, cool, (laughs) I don't want anything to do with you. I'm going to be over here. You can hopefully never come meet me. It'll be great. So long and behold, around Christmas time, I am sitting in my cubicle doing my work. And I feel this dark kind of cloud kind of waving in over everyone and kind of reaching out and expanding. And everybody's like, Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, I'm so happy to see you. Oh, blah blah blah. And I'm like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> like, why are you? Why are these women are going crazy? Eventually, the person kind of comes around the corner and comes to me, and I realize that this is the same person who had been writing these emails that I didn't like. And they weren't bad emails. They they were fine emails. He didn't say anything wrong or it wasn't like that. It was just a feeling that I got from him that I didn't feel comfortable. I it felt like Being in the lion's den while the lion was there and the lion knew you were there and knew that he could terrify you or scare you or in his particular want, seduce you into being on his side and and giving him whatever it was he wanted. Comes around the corner. He's talking to my coworker and I'm so uncomfortable that, that I actually think about leaving. And I was like, no, I'm in my cubicle. I'm doing my work. And I would like to get out of here and know that my work is done. I'll just have to bore a minute or two with this guy and then he'll eventually leave. He's introduced to me and my cubicle was in a U. And he's standing by my cubicle. He kind of blocks off my exit from it. And his energy is so strong and so like trying to impede Upon me, that I literally took my chair and rolled my chair back as far away from him as I could. And that's not like me. That's not my personality. I'm a very strong person. We talk about this all the time in my general, like, thought process when it comes to ghosts or spirits, or, you know, the couple times I've had to deal with a demon. I didn't run away. And this person just made me feel like I needed to run away. Because he was, he was, that whole like octopus in a jar thing. Like if you put um, a fish or something in a jar and you put an octopus outside and you completely seal off that jar, the octopus will try and find a way and it will keep trying and keep trying. And within like a small amount of time, it will get in that jar that was completely sealed and get that fish and get out. And that's what I felt like he was doing. I felt like he was taking his energy and trying to find weak spots in my bubble. and. I was, one, very surprised by it because it was very offensive. And two, he was so quick with it. I mean, yes, I felt him kind of expending out energy and searching, and I felt that. But the fact that he wielded it so fast and so ready and with very much intention was very surprising. And I just eventually I said no, and I think it was because he was trying to make me nervous. That's what he wanted. He wanted to make me nervous, and, and kind of to to see him in a way where I was almost at his mercy. Like that's that's sort of like nervousness. I just said no. And I finally like realized what I was doing and what he was trying to do to me. And I just cut him completely off. I took my bubble and I make it, I made it bigger and I made it solid. And I was like, no, you cannot. And he was so taken back by that, that he actually stepped back. And I was like, okay, so now it's not only was I like, you know, sure that you knew what you were doing. You really did know what you were doing. And now you know what I can do and you need to back the fuck off. So that was that. And OK, so, you know, and in the process of me talking about energy vampires and they try to take something from you like that doesn't really sound like anything. He didn't try to take anything from me. He tried to make me feel like he could at any time he wanted to. So he left actually pretty quickly after that. and I said, great, I'm not going to have to deal with him again. For about a week or two after that, I ran into him randomly every single day. And I knew when he was coming because I could feel that cloud. I was like, son of a bitch. <laughs> and, and that that building was eight floors high and he was on the eighth floor and I was on the fourth floor. So, yes, you you could, you know, technically speaking, that you would run into this person every once in a while. But I had never met him up until that point, And I'd been there for five months. And then all of a sudden I meet him every single day for two weeks. That's very strange. And I knew when I was going to meet him because I felt that cloud and I felt that dark seeking, trying to be seductive, trying to make you embrace him, trying to make you want to listen or want to deal with him or want to be interested by him. I remember this one girl, she was with me in the kitchen and in the kitchen, I remember I was in the middle of getting my breakfast ready and I felt him come out of our conference room and kind of coming down our hall to the kitchen. I was like, ah, oh, damn it. And so now, now I know the trick. So it's like, a, like, I don't want to deal with you, but I'm making my breakfast and you're not going to like run me out of the kitchen. So I'm just going to do what I need to do. So I'm doing my stuff and I'm making my, my food and I'm not in the way of anybody You can very clearly walk around me to get to the sink. You can walk around me to get to the coffee machine. I'm not bothering anybody. And he comes in and I am ignoring him. Let me also explain this to you guys here for a moment. At this point, he was very high up on the totem pole. He actually would deal with the board of directors and he was over our department. I think that's also part of why he thought like, oh, yeah, I can I can make her do whatever I want. But. Like we had no direct communication, no direct nothing. There was no reason for him to talk to me, no reason for me to meet him, no reason for anything. And so I am just doing my stuff and I feel him standing behind me. And he's very close to me because he's attempting to do the whole octopus in a jar thing again. And he's the octopus and I'm, I'm the fish in the jar. And I basically just kind of shook off and pushed it out. And my friend is looking at the, f- at the fact that he's standing very close to me. And I am very quiet and not and, and just seemingly a little off. And he goes, hey, and I know he's talking to me. And I said, hello. And he goes, how are you? And again, I have my whole back to him. And there's somebody else in the room, but I know who he's talking to. And he's talking to me. And I said, I'm fine. How are you? He goes, great. I said, am I in your way? And when I said that, he backed off and he he took a step back and he said, no. I said, oh, OK, we'll have a good day. And I turned around and I left. And my friend caught up with me later. and She goes, that was a really weird exchange. I said, yeah, I know. She goes, does that happen all the time? I said, eh, every once in a while. I said, I don't like him very much. And I think he's kind of picked up on that. She goes, you don't like him? I said, no. She goes, why? I said, eh. Our energy just doesn't work out well together. She goes, Man, everybody loves him. I said, I know. And I just left it at that. This person, he was promoted to one position and in two weeks got promoted again to the CFO of the company. And I sat there and when I read that announcement that came out, I was like, Yeah, he does this all the time. He knows what he's doing. And that was my most elaborate dealing, I would say, with an energy vampire. Now, for spiritual vampire. So the book that I mentioned earlier that I told you guys I was reading about vampires and the different kinds and stuff like that, when you're reading things, just like when you're watching things, sometimes it it opens you up to those possibilities and it opens you up to those items. I woke up one morning to these beings in my room. It was the... Feelings that they gave out were very seductive. But it wasn't like, like when you deal with an incubus or a succubus or that type of like energy, they want to have sex with you. That's just what it boils down to. When you deal with a spiritual sort of entity that is like a vampire, it is very seductive. You feel like you are just drawn into this very dark, dark place. And that that darkness is welcoming and seductive for you. And when I dealt with these things, they're kind of like, it's like a range, like shadow people are a range. And that's why I don't think all shadow men or women or children are demonic. I do think some of them can be and that's how they show themselves. And I think other ones aren't. I think they're just darker entities. And that's why they show up as a shadow. And that's how these things kind of seem. They seem a little darker. It's not, it's not exactly blacker than the black around you. Because they're almost a little bit translucent. And the fact that they it's almost like an iridescent, shine, misty quality that they have. But they do this while it is completely dark. And they feel older. It's just this cross between being very, very seductive and being very benevolent. And That's just how they feel. Like they feel, it it almost feels like something that's taboo. And you kind of get that rush, like almost like a lust and a passion for this thing. But it's like dark and seductive and kind of calling out to you. That's how it feels. And that's how these entities feel. And they didn't do anything like bad to me at all. They were just there. And I didn't really, I remember I acknowledged them. And I remember I felt You know what they were wanting me to feel, and then I just went back to sleep. Like they they weren't there to harm me at all. I think it was more so they were there to be like, okay, well you've been reading about us, and you seem to believe in in us, so we're gonna show you that we exist. I'm sure that there's probably other people who have dealt with these things and had very different experiences than what I did, but they didn't do anything to me. They were just there watching me, and I also had my barrier up, and so. They kind of couldn't in a way, but they did not bother me at all. In all honesty, they totally made me feel like a worshipped queen for like a night and a half. The next morning, that energy was still there. And I totally felt like just like a worshipped queen. Like I could get out of bed and someone would take my hand and I could walk around and feel like I was dressed in like a satin silk robe. and, And I felt lusted after. That's what I felt like. I felt... Like I was the queen, crown royal of seduction, which was very strange for me because I wouldn't ever feel that way. And that's also why I really know they were there because <laughs> that's not how I, that's not how I normally feel. But that was because I was dealing with them and they were there and they appeared and, and I had that experience with them and then they just let me be. And it was kind of just like, uh, we acknowledge your presence the same way that you acknowledge ours and now we're gone and we're done and that's it. You know, I haven't had another experience with one really since then that i can think of and that was when i was i was a teenager in the haunted house and honestly i would say that also part of that and part of why they showed up wasn't just because i was reading about them and i believed in them because if that's the case then every damn cryptid in the world and a dragon would have appeared in my house by now and i would have been so fucking happy i would i would have a pet dragon by now and i would be very excited about it but i digress so I think that part of it was the fact that I did believe in this thing and I did read about it and that was, you know, there there was that sort of opening of a portal to it in my own mind. But there was also a huge-ass portal in the closet and that gives them access and ways to get in. But, um, that's all I had to talk to you guys about today. Take care, stay safe, have a good day, have a good night, love yourselves and love others, and as we always like to say, don't let the ghost get you. Bye.